Welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast, where we're bringing back the context of Scripture so we can add color to the black and white pages of the text. We're two sisters who love to teach the Bible and love to discover and learn about the Bible. Join us as we discuss what we've been learning about with this amazing book. Because let me tell you, there's no book out there like it. We're back for episode number seven. And I don't have to teach. (laughs) I get to be in this nice seat of introducing and just listening along and asking clarifying questions. You pansy. You did a great job. Oh, you know, you're always your own worst critic. You are. That is so true. That is so true. It's very nice to be over here today. It is. It is relaxing. That's true. The last three weeks we're like, hey, I could get used to this. I know. But we both have Bibles in front of us. We do, yes. And you're teaching. Last week we wrapped up the Abrahamic Covenant. I did, but I wanted to say something about that. Because I was reading with a little Bible thing for my kids today. And what's a Bible thing? Well, one of the Bible books. Oh, in homeschooling. Yeah, kinda like kind of a storybook, but more like answers and questions about the Bible. And they said, Look how God fulfilled all of Abraham his promises to Abraham. Oh. Da, 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 da. And, I, and I was thinking about our podcast, and I'm like, no, kids, they haven't all been fulfilled. There's more to come. So be careful with those children's Bible books, because there's a whole lot more to the Abrahamic Covenant than... So did they hit on all the points of the Abrahamic they Covenant? They did. They talked about the land, and they talked about the descendants. Okay. Um, blessing others who bless blessing you. Blessing others. No, not really. Okay. They didn't hit on that one. Okay. Yeah, and then they said the greatest blessing of all, you know, was Jesus. was Jesus, which is true. But there are actually more blessings from the Jewish people than than just that. Yeah, than just him. As the greatest blessing that is, there's actually right. more than just that. And we're going to actually hit on one of those today. Oh, maybe today, maybe, maybe next week. <laughs> we'll see how far we get. I did hear get. somebody who shall remain nameless, but she might be a sister of ours, hmm. said we should have kept going longer on the Abrahamic covenant. She's like, you could have taken more time. She hasn't even heard the last? No, she hasn't. But after two, she's like, you need to keep going. Well, tell her we did. We did a third I one. I know, on I it. did. But I also think for those who go, you could have kept going. You're right. You're right. We totally can keep going. But we also don't want to get bogged down in details. Right. So we want to right. keep moving, keep it popping. Right. So with that, Erica's with introducing. That, dun, dun, the, well, you'll find out which one oh. we're introducing. They, pro- I would assume you guys know, but maybe not. We're going to jump to Exodus. So we finished. Veronica took us through the book of Genesis. We're going to jump now to Exodus. Verse 2, 23, chapter 2. Exodus 2. Sorry. Chapter 2, verses 23 through 25. And that states this. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out, and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning. He remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and God knew. So basically at this point, all of, yes, I went with the Hebrew more than with the the translations. In the Hebrew, it literally states God knew, which is actually like a bum, bum, bum moment, God knew. Because later on in the story, you find out there's other people who don't know. So wait, what does it say in English then? Uh, I don't remember. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them? Yes. That's the translation. Okay, thanks. Yes. But actually in the Hebrew states, God knew. Cliffhanger. 
kind of a, yes, kind of a cliffhanger because you're like, well, what did God know? But there's a, God knew everything. Everything. <laughs> he knew what was going on. He knew who they were. He knew what they were. Because later on in the story, Pharaoh comes along and says, why should I listen to you, Moses? I do not know oh. your God. And you have before this a Pharaoh who does not know Joseph. So Pharaoh, who is supposed to be God on earth, doesn't know. But the God in heaven knows. Wow, we miss a lot. Yeah. That's why you need to study Hebrew. (laughs) Yes. My children don't agree yet. They're still in the How many of your children are learning Hebrew? Three of them right now. Three of the five. Allie just started. Okay. Rena, you could probably carry on a conversation with. She's doing... I could not. Well, I couldn't either, but... Their father could. Their father could, yes. It's impressive. So, yes, right here. So in the book of Exodus, you have... They've all been to Egypt now. Jacob's family's gone to Egypt. Joseph saved everybody. And he dies, and a pharaoh rises who does not know Joseph, doesn't know what he did for the nation. And so he subjugates... Not the word subjugates yeah. enslaves <laughs> sure the yes. nation of israel and now we've got remember that that covenant that promise god made to abraham what did he say about abraham's descendants that they would go into slavery for 400 years but what else did he say about <laughs> them he would be with them they would be numerous, numerous. she's over here giving me <laughs> visual hand cues come on ronnie get it track with me here sister as they'd numerous. be as numerous as the stars in the sky and right. sands on the seashore. Well, in the Hebrew, and I really did not put this in my notes, so I can't give you the exact verse, but like in the first couple of chapters of Exodus, it talks about the swarm. Like it makes a them people? S- a swarm of people. Yes. It makes oh. them sound like there's tons of them. They're all over. Like they've they have just populated like crazy well we're gonna find that and put that in the show notes the show description. right well that's a good point we'll have to find out the swarm i'll have to look back at my notes but so yeah so god is taking care of part of his covenant with abraham well but remember because for the longest time the biggest issue was abraham going i don't have an heir i don't have an heir verse seven chapter one verse seven okay good job they multiplied greatly and became exceedingly numerous and now they're a swarm (laughs) but actually i think it's like the swarm it gets the idea of a swarm in the hebrew okay yeah so god totally fulfilled that part of he totally fulfilled it at that point yeah okay they're not worried about descendants anymore they shouldn't be right they're tripping over each other there's so many of them now they have something new to worry about they're in slavery yes so but were they surprised I mean, do you think do you think that part of Abraham got told you're going to be enslaved for 400 years, your people will be enslaved for 400 years? But is that really something you passed down? I don't know. That's what I was just wondering. Just going to warn you, kids. It's going to get really <laughs> rough. We have a mom who does that. We do have a mom who does She would have passed that one on. She would have. She would. She's always yeah, trying to make us you. prepared for persecution. Yes. Bless so. her. Yes. Yes. I don't know. That's a great question. The Bible doesn't tell us. I know. So anyways, yeah. random thought. Random thought. Throw you off. We can, well, what do our listeners think? Do you think they would have known it was coming? Would yeah, they have would passed you have that passed on? that on? Yeah. I don't know. Here's the blessings. Here's and by the way. <laughs> You're going to die Because you wouldn't know when it's going to come, though. No. And you probably I mean, wouldn't know where. And we, you know, so yeah, I do talk about persecution with my kids. Yeah. It is a possibility. But it I don't say, reality. here's how, here's where, here's right. when. But it's something we talk about. Right. So. All right. 
I don't know. Mo uh, Joseph does say before he dies, you're going to leave this land eventually. So take my bones with you. Yeah. So they knew there was some point at, at some point in their history they knew they were going back. Right. But how Question much is when... they remembered. The community remembrance may probably not have been as big. Right. It's not something you celebrate. Right. Okay. okay. All right. Random thought I had for you. Okay. So in verse, back to Exodus 2, verse 23 through 25, God heard their groaning and he remembered what? His covenant. His covenant. <laughs> I'm panicking going, I'm trying to read it real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm going to throw you. He remembered. Now, remember, in the Hebrew, the word remember carries the idea of oh, action. Yeah. When you remember somebody, it means you're about to act on their behalf. So I have it in my notes. What does it say? God remembered Noah, the waters began to recede. God remembered Abraham, he protected Lot. God remembered Rachel, she got pregnant. So we've already been yeah. trained through the book of Genesis when God remembers, God acts. So at this point in the story, as the reader, we're supposed to be on the edge of our seats. Like, okay, God remembers, what's he about to do? Um, why is he about, but why is he about to act? Because this is not the only nation in history that has ever been enslaved. True. So why is this the nation that God comes down and does battle for? Because these oh, are his he people. he remembered his covenant. He remembered his covenant. Now, does God like when people are enslaved? No. His heart aches anytime our heart aches. But these are his people that are now enslaved. Mm -hmm. So it's a very personal thing for God. I have several verses. Psalm 32, verse 12. Deuteronomy 9, verses 26 and 29. Deuteronomy 32, verse 9. Israel is God's specific inheritance. Out of all the nations on earth, he chose the nation of Israel to be his in a very special way. So these are his people that mm -hmm. are suffering. These are not just any people. These are his people. But the so reason, there's a special draw there. There's a special draw there. Like any parent, you yeah. may see the, the neighborhood right. kids crying, and you would feel bad, and you'd want to go help. But when it's your but child. it's not the same longing when it's right. my child crying. I'm more likely to jump in the freezing cold water. No, you're not. Well, I'd like to <laughs> Not if I'm there. <laughs> yes, I'd probably push you in you to be first. You still let me jump. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe. If you weren't around. Yes, then you'd jump. Then I would jump in. If your husband wasn't there, too. This is also true. Erica, I hate being cold. Erica doesn't like cold water. I don't. She's actually over there shivering right now <laughs> in her <laughs> basement. Yes. I'm always chilly. But, so, sometimes we can feel bad, like, oh, God chose Israel, they're his special people, but God chose them to bless the world. It's not just, I'm going to choose Israel, now they're mine, and I'm going to care less about what everyone else says or does, or what happens in the right, rest of the world. Right, because it kind of feels like that, of I'm picking you and I'm not picking everyone else. Right. And that's not true. God tells Abraham, I'm going to bless the world through you. Right. From the get-go, God's eyes are always on the nations. But he's got to start somewhere. Right. You've got to pick someone to start right. this. That's a right. good, that's a better way of. To reclaim his mm -hmm. creation, to redeem, to restore, to mm -hmm. renew. He's got to start somewhere. I'm picking you so I can eventually pick everybody. Exactly. And that's a better way. Yeah. You. So Israel is chosen, but they're chosen not for them themselves. Right. They're chosen to be a blessing to the world. Okay. So don't feel bad as Gentiles. We are still special to God. Okay. So through Genesis and Exodus, 
we learn that God sees, God hears, God knows, God remembers, and God moves. And then in the book of Exodus, God rips open the heavens and he does battle for his beloved people. He uses one man, Moses, 10 plagues are given. And after the 10th plague, Pharaoh falls to his knees and cries out, enough, you win, God of Israel. I do know you now. Take your people, go. God then leads his people through the Red Sea wilderness straight to a mountain called Sinai. Mm -hmm. And this is the main reason God brings them out of Egypt. He could have taken them straight into the land. He could have done any numerous things, but he first makes a two-year stop at Mount Sinai. Because this is a very important place for God and Israel. God's about to enact another covenant. He's about to change the course of history and come down once again. And we as believers today don't understand the importance of this covenant. Well, no, because we actually like to stay in Egypt. We do. That actually seems like a more fun, compelling story. It is exciting. Story. It's a battle. It is. It's a showdown. It's a showdown. There's so many ways to look at it, between good and evil, between mm -hmm. two owners, who's going to own the slave. It's mm -hmm. between a lover and the bad guy, the mm -hmm. hero and the villain. There's so many fun ways to look at it in Mount Sinai. Just seems like they camped out at a mountain for two years. Right, exactly. <laughs> and Big they got deal. a little trouble. <laughs> and God gave them a bunch of rules. Yeah, yeah. So really, what else is there? Right. Oh, my dear listener. <laughs> There's so much. Erica's about to get excited. I'll try to be careful. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So so they're at Sinai. They're at Sinai. And here's the thing. The exodus with Israel is a very important script, an event in Scripture. Every book, I think, in the Old Testament mentions it somehow. Oh, really? I know. I'm trying to rack my brain about Esther. I'm not. Esther doesn't say anything about God. No. I have that memorized. Yes. But I think somehow it's alluded to in every way, shape, or form. And Well, she says if we had merely been slaves. That might have been the illusion. But oh. somehow Exodus is alluded to in every book, I believe, in the Old Testament. Because this is the paradigm. This is the way God's going to work This shapes their entire the history. World. This shapes their history, and this shapes our history. This is the way God saves. In the Exodus, God bought Israel back from Egypt. He saves them. So, what did Israel do to earn their salvation? Nothing. Exactly. Israel... I was a little worried. <laughs> yes, you're <laughs> right. That quiz. Yes. Is Israel sacrificing? No. Is Israel worshiping in a tabernacle or a temple? No. Is Israel praying to God? Not... Probably directly. Not really. I mean, I think they're just crying out. In... Right. It doesn't say they cried out to God. Right. They're they just, just cried they're out. They're just crying out. They're Israel miserable. doesn't even Who's remember. Who's ever going to help us out yes. there? It's kind of like a, yes. a shotgun approach of yes. whoever's listening. Yes. We'll just cry out and hope somebody yeah. answers. Israel didn't have the commandments yet. Israel had nothing. And it doesn't even say that they mentioned Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. It That's wasn't true. even like I'm falling back on. Here's the covenant. God, you made a right. promise with us hundreds right. of years ago. Where are you? They're just crying out understandably because they're in slavery. Right. And God still redeems them because of his covenant with Abraham. Exodus pushes the covenant between Abraham and God to the forefront. They want you to remember Genesis 15. Okay. 
They have fire and darkness at Mount Sinai, which reminds oh, you of Genesis yeah. 15. They mention Abraham's name more than once. They mention bondage and how, remember, I told Abraham during our covenant-making ceremony you were going to be in bondage. Um, Exodus is basically built off of the covenant in Genesis 15 between God and Abraham. So you have to know that chapter mm-hmm. and keep it at the forefront mm-hmm. while you're reading through Exodus because that's the reason Exodus occurs. So that's a very... So look for those connections. Right. Right. Basically, God is constantly saying, remember, remember Abraham, remember that promise I made because I remember it, Israel. And even when you're able to do nothing, even when you're in trouble, I will help. When you can do nothing to save yourselves, but there I will wasn't come down. anything. I mean, that was part of there's the nothing deal they with could Abraham. Do. Abraham, you were faithful, right? Abraham was faithful. Abraham proved himself faithful right. to the covenant. So now God has to be faithful to the covenant. So Israel, there is yes. nothing you have to do, right, to earn my favor, my grace, right? Exactly, my rescuing you, exactly. Yes. They Think just of it, had to be there. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. They have to just survive. Think of, I'm trying to think, like the Abraham covenant. Think of it like a circle. It's a closed loop. Now that Abraham's dead, it oh, it's yeah. not ending. It continues on. There's no way to break it. There's no way to undo it. Mm-hmm. It's going to continue because mm-hmm. Abraham fulfilled his part and now he's dead and gone and can't break it. Right. So now God has to fulfill his part. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he has to come through for Israel. Mm-hmm. Because if you, I don't think God ever came back to the 12 tribes and said, hey, I'm right. in covenant with you. Right. He made it with Abraham. He made it with He does, actually, at Sinai. Okay. He does. Okay. But up until this point, right. there's never been. Right. It's done. Right. It's a done deal. Right. I made it with your descendants. Your descendants are now in. Right. Right. At this point... This is what we were talking about earlier. How, How to do put we the covenants together? We can't a good picture because There's, they don't lay on top of each other. No, but they're connected, like a Venn diagram. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't either. Okay, just keep so. Anyways, it. maybe one of our listeners will come up with a great illustration. Yeah. Sorry if, if we're confusing you. Let us know because this one. This may is be... actually a conversation we've had multiple times, right. and we're still working through it. Yes. So. The Abrahamic covenant is a done deal. God has to use Israel. He has to bless the nations through them. They are his people. That's over and done. But how he's going to do that and Israel's responsibility in the midst of that now is what Exodus and this next covenant deals with. This is called, you can call it the Sinai covenant. It's usually called the Mosaic covenant because Moses is the intermediary who makes it between God and Israel. So he represents the people. He represents the people to God and God to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Exodus is about the making of the Mosaic Covenant and then the creation of the tabernacle. Leviticus goes on to detail wor- worship and holiness, what that looks like. Now that we're in this covenant relationship, holy cow, it is 19 minutes already. <laughs> no. Wow. So. so I guess we'll just, let me just end this part. That's then. why I pointed at the time. Leviticus goes on to detail worship and holiness. Numbers describes Israel movement. Now they leave the mountain. They've made the covenant. Okay, wait. Number. Okay, so you're real quick going over the books. Leviticus yes. is how to worship God. Right. And Numbers is... Now they've left Mount Sinai and they're going into the land God promised them. Okay. 
and then they fail <laughs> and they say nope never mind just kidding it's too hard oh. and so they wander in the desert for 40 years okay a lot happens in the book of numbers I just but it's not a very action-oriented book. I blow over all the time. I've never it's actually taught it. easy to do. Yes. And then Deuteronomy is Moses' farewell speech. Right. And he says, I'm about to die. We've been wandering in this desert for 40 years. A new generation has risen up. You're now about to enter that land. Let's talk about the covenant again. Kind of a review. Kind of a review. I'm dying. I want to make of, sure you get... Yes. You know what you're doing? Kind of a renewal of vows. After <laughs> kind of like a parent years. walking out the door going over the rules again. Here's right. Here's what I expect right. of you while I'm gone. Right. Or a husband and wife. We've been through some rough patches and now we want oh, to yeah. recommit to each other. Here's what we've promised all these years. And then Moses dies at the end of the book of Deuteronomy. Which is really sad. It is really sad when you study it. It, mm-hmm. makes, it makes me cry the first time I really studied it. And In all of this, Moses reminds them, the people of Israel, that even if they fail, and when they do fail and that they will fail, God will not fail his end. Because God made a covenant, God will keep it. And in fact, God will make sure Israel fulfills her end of the covenant one day by changing something. In this covenant? Not, yes. Okay. But we're going to get there. (laughs) We're going to get there. Okay. Jumping weeks ahead. Okay. Yes, they have to stay with us to the end of this I know, this Mosaic Covenant might be a while. To find out. but So that's an intro to the Mosaic Covenant. That's a good intro. Was it? I hope it wasn't too deep. Yeah, let us know. A little scatter shot. It is, but we need a foundation to start on. Right. So with that, next week come back because Erica will continue teaching on the Mosaic Covenant mm-hmm. and get into it more and hopefully flesh it out more. Yes. That's what we can look forward to next week. Yes. Thanks for joining us on the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We hope you've been blessed, Mm -hmm. and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.